Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. And another night of Pet Shop News. I'm Zach Rob. And I'm Griffin Coldine. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a lovely and safe holiday out there. We are back with another episode of Fantastic News for You. Zach, how are we doing tonight? Well, we're doing quite well, and we're bringing the, the beasts that bite and the friends that... No, we're going to take that again. Okay. The beasts that bite and the pals that play. That's right. Here on Pet Shop News. Channel 9, welcome everyone. And as always, your two incredibly handsome co-hosts back again. And um, I'm kind of just I'm, I'm kind of just repeating myself. Um, yeah, we, 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 we started the beat. It was, pre- the, 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 it was pretty good. Well, yeah, do, we started do you want to try to slide back in? or um, Yeah, let's give it another okay, try. Okay. Let's give it another try. Um, All right, wait, wait. My one note direction. Yes. You ready? Yes. All right, one note direction. Is well, sorry, my one word direction, not okay. one note. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, one note direction is energy. Energy. Okay. Energy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Take us in when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Ready when you are. So take us in when you're ready. Oh, but you took us in the first time. I mean, I know. I was giving you the opportunity to take this. Welcome back, everybody, to Channel 9 Pet Shop News. That's right. And tonight, we've got the best beasts in town. That's fucking right. Okay, we went a little off uh, (laughs) energy. You said energy. Well, yeah, I was energized. Look, look, the Pet Shop News nightly news show is a family-friendly program. Hey, this it. program, we can swear, yes, but when we're when we're rehearsing for that, we gotta leave the swears out. Right? I'm sorry. Damn it. I. Ah, it's fine. It again. The, Griffin. Yeah. He swore again. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin, and I would, was about to say, please excuse our tomfoolery, but that's probably why you're here in the first place. That's The, the show is tomfoolery. <laughs> the show is just tomfoolery. It's 60% tomfoolery. I'd say a solid 15 to 20% education. And then the rest, really not sure yet. See, yeah, we're sort of um, amorphous. We're sort of fluid on sort of what this show is. Mm-hmm. Not like we're trying. Like I'm not trying to sound like artsy and pretentious here, but really, I feel like we do a a masterful mm-hmm. job at just the show being whatever it needs to be at that time. It's very avant garde. You know? Very, we're very avant garde here. Yeah, it's like we've hit the point where it's it's post postmodernism. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, get out of here, Avenue Q, with your regular postmodernism. This like, is post-postmodernism. Like, everyone knows Avenue Q now. It's not even postmodern. It's just modern now. Uh, it's just modern. Get get out of here. Get out of here. If you had if you had to had to compare us to an art style, what would it be? Mm. 
I don't know. Did you ever take period style and form in college? I mean, I, th- I, don't, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> that's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, I would liken us to to Dada. Okay, that's yeah. There, there's some, there's some good, good quality Dadaism elements. I was gonna say a sort of combination of Commedia dell'arte and Art Nouveau. With a little bit of like crocodile Dundee in there for mm-hmm, good measure, mm-hmm. some good fellas. Yes, some good <laughs> fellas as well. I love it. I love it. Anyway, folks, we're back with another episode full of uh, delightful uh, pals for you to look at, to you know maybe to bring home to love, yeah. to give a, a a delightful forever home. Yeah, until they eat you. Yes. Today, what are we looking in, Mr. Mr. Griff? We are looking at uh, uh, some, I was going to say new source material. It's new for us, but I believe the source material has been around for a while. This is some third-party D&D source material uh, for 5th edition called the Tome of Horrors. Not the Tomb of, of Horrors. Horrors. Tome as in yes. like a big book. Yeah, of T-O-M-E, not T-O-M-B. Yeah. Uh, this comes to us from Frog God Games, and... It is essentially a adaptation of monsters and creatures and beasts from previous uh, editions of D&D, and they've been adapted to 5e in this lovely book. There we go. That we'll be diving into. Yeesh. And there's some, there, there's some wild stuff in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think that we've actually picked some of the tame ones. I think we have as well, but like I'm fine with it. Yeah, we got to kind of like, kind of like we did at the very beginning of the show. We got to ease people into the, the concepts at play. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what better way to do that with just a, a ramshackle grab bag Whoa. full of whatever we felt like talking about today? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you want to you want to kick things off? Uh you know. I'm totally happy to kick things off. Like, are you ready to enter the show? Are you ready to move past the threshold of the intro and into the show and emerging as men? I, 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 I think so. If you're uncomfortable, I understand. This is a big moment for us, but here. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Okay. We're just going to go together. Okay, ready? One. I love you. Love you too. Two. We'll make it through this no matter what. Three. Oh, it's oil shark. <laughs> yes, a shark made of oil. It's you say. oil shark or a oil shark, shark. Not, or shark comma oil shark. <laughs> As it is categorized in this book, shark comma oil. The oil shark, a oil shark, and oil shark. I suppose is more accurate. Is a shark made of oil? As far as I can tell. Let's read further, shall we? <laughs> I love it already. Uh, it's a huge creature. We'll start off by saying it's shark-shaped, resembles a shark, but it's oily black. Yeah. Kind of right where it says on the tin. You did it. The Sea of Fire, located on the Plain of Molten Skies and the Plain of Fire, is home to strange aquatic life, if they can be called that. But perhaps none is stranger than the mighty oil shark. These creatures spend their days swimming beneath the burning surface of the sea of fire, searching for prey. 
Their diet consists of other aquatic, quote-unquote, creatures found in the Sea of Fire, such as fire crabs, oil worms, and the great fire whales. The latter is a particular favorite of the oil shark, while the great fire whale outweighs uh, and is generally larger than the typical oil shark, an oil shark pack has been known to attack and kill a lone fire whale with ease. Oil sharks have never been encountered outside of the plain of molten skies or plain of fire, though sages believe the oil shark can exist in normal water, which is really kind of upsetting based on the concept of oil spills and our, our UTP upon this plane. I, I was going. I, I, I was getting there. Yeah, let's finish the description and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll go on on oil spill bits. I guess. Cool. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oil spill bits at eight. Oil sharks are completely blind and rely completely upon their quote unquote sonar to hunt prey. Oil sharks generally behave as other sharks, circling their prey before striking with their powerful jaws. Non-aquatic prey, i.e., creatures that breathe air are often grasped in its jaws and dragged below the surface of the burning sea where it drowns in the oily waters. Their oily hide allows them to glide smoothly and quickly through normal water. Oil sharks are a delicacy of volcano giants and are often hunted by such creatures. The thick, metallic hide of an oil shark is prized by salamanders and they often hunt these creatures, kill them, and sculpt armor from the hide. Oh man, these guys are kind of intense. Yeah. I like I appreciate how even though I haven't read this book much at all that there's already like extended lore being added in here about the like the yeah. concept of volcano giants. Like yeah, that's I'm, I want to see what those guys look like. Yeah. Also the concept of an oil shark kind of sounds like like a B scary movie like you know like Sharknado. Yeah, like a sci-fi like late at night. Yeah, like a weird sci- like jaws it's like an oil a radioactive oil spill yeah, yeah, yeah. dumps into the the Pacific <laughs> thus birthing oil shark. Also, I love that it says that like, you know, people are like are swimming in a sea of fire. Yeah. Okay, like, hey, I'm looking to relax. Let's go dive into a fire ocean. Yeah, it says here, one of the lines that was in here is uh, uh, the burning sea where it drowns the, their victims in the oily waters. So is the yeah. is the sea just made of, like, an oil, is the sea just an oil spill where the surface of it I, is kind of creme brulee always on fire? Like, just the top of it? That's flambe. What did I, what did I say? Creme brulee is... Creme brulee. Oh, whoop. that's that's a that's a dessert. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Flambe is when something's on fire. I think. I'm an idiot. Oh. No, you're not. You just made an honest mistake. <laughs> but yes, I'm pretty sure this is just a, 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 an ocean of oil that these sharks swim in. So I want to see the people, like the inhabitants, are like, it's beach day, and the magma yeah! men are like, let's go, <laughs> yeah. Their towels would have to be made of like non-flammable materials, and oh yeah, it would have to be like, like whatever like that Teflon. like flame retardant. Yeah, yeah, it just <laughs> or like okay, we're fine. Yeah, like the fire suit cotton, like the fire resistant cotton or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, their beach balls would be made of like I don't know enough about non-flammable materials that are also fun. I'm just gonna say Teflon again. Uh, <laughs> oh man, oil sharks. They are immune to fire, probably because of the the sea of fire thing. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of like uh, we talked they about. They swim in it. Yeah, we talked about boggles like uh, an episode or two ago, and they were also oily and resistant to fire. So just constantly zagging on us. 
they oh, do yeah, have a vulnerability to cold, however. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. Because it describes they're having a metallic hide, so... That's fair. Maybe just, um... Maybe they're not made of oil at all. Because I'm looking at this well, I mean, picture. Yeah, they, they've, got, they've got the hide, and it says that they they can make armor out of it. Yeah. And I would assume that it's not completely made of oil. It just has, a, like, it sort of secretes oil or something. Well, I'm thinking based on this picture, it kind of looks like it's it's just, you know, moving through the oil. And it's just kind of, like, sticking and kind of coasting around it. Well, it, it says, uh, in the description at the very top, it says that it's blackish-blue metallic scales gleam with blackish mm. oil. Point. I so we're that both part. right in a way. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. A twenty-foot-long shark. Yeah. It's it's, it's huge. It's as fast as you would expect a shark to be, which is to say, very, very, <laughs> very strong. Has a, a, an ability called Blood Frenzy, where it's it's better fighting things that have already been wounded. Has keen smell, which makes sense because it's uh, lacking eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says here, under the tag of liquid fire... This is crazy. The oil shark is only known to inhabit the sea of fire in the plain of molten skies and the plain of fire. And therefore can breathe in liquid fire and underwater. Yeah. It, which suggests it's, to me you could... Chuck this thing into a volcano, and it'll be good. And to it'd go. be fine. It'd be good to go. Yeah, because I'm assuming that's what liquid fire is—is is just lava. Yeah, like molten rock right? and plasma. Yeah, a hot plasma. Does that mean you could chuck this thing into space? No, it still needs air. Yeah, it needs it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says it can breathe underwater, so it doesn't need air. At point. But it yeah. needs it. Need, it needs it needs water. Or liquid fire. Or liquid fire. <laughs> just takes a big, just, just sticks his head into a volcano, takes a big breath. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see, like, some some punk that's like, Hey, you gotta be careful, idiot. There's liquid fire over there. And then the oil shark pops up and like, Bitch, I, I breathe liquid fire for breakfast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure... I don't have a good enough memory to know if this flash memory I'm having is real or fake. But the okay. idea of like a cartoon shark just sticking just its head out of an out of like a I'm seeing like almost a hole in a sheet of ice, right? The one with the yeah. ice fish in. Yeah. But I'm just picturing a cartoon shark stick its head up and say just the head out of the water, out of out of out of like a eighty degree angle and shit talk some kids. And then go in, in a sense of like no one will ever believe you that a talking shark said this. Yeah. And then disappear back down. See, in my brain, when I first said that, I don't know why, but I saw the shark dressed as Fonzie. Interesting. All right, that's not where I'm at, but I, I'm here for it. So, it, it it's weird where brains. But I think it's the, the just the, the the sort of sheen of the of the black uh, hide. It reminds me of oh, Fonzie's classic leather jacket and the hair and the, hair yeah. and the, the oiled slick back hair. Mm. And just be like, it come up with its fins. It's like, hey. Also, <laughs> if you, if you can't breathe liquid fire, you're shit. Yeah. See you later. It just, it just pops up. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, we'll never get around this liquid fire. Nothing lives in there. Oil shark pops up. And says, no one will ever believe you, kid. Well, you gotta do the a. You gotta do the a. A. Bitch. And they're like, did we did we just get told off by oil shark Fonzie? Oil shark pops up. Hey. Do drugs. 
and 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 then he and then he yeah, elbows the the jukebox and it yeah. turns on yeah. and then he he goes back into the into the oily yeah. wa- depths Dor- dorsal fins the <laughs> the jukebox yeah bonk ah <laughs> uh, and now I just want to see I just want to see all of Happy Days but all the cast is of oil sharks hmm that'd be a lot of sharks. It'd be a lot of sharks, but you know what? Like, I'm I'm assuming that that these these uh, oceans of fire, that they've got oil sharks abound. Yeah. Do you think does the does the existence of oil sharks suggest the existence of oil jets? I don't know. Like like. Da, 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 da. I got you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, yeah. It was a bad. Like it was a bad bit, but I wanted to do it anyway. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> It was a stupid bit. Um, oh, it's 8 o'clock. we got to do oil spill content. Oh, yes, it so, is. So, oil, oil spill. spills, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Yeah, no, we got a little sidetracked away from the oil spill bits. Yeah. I, I think most of my oil spill bits were gone after I made the whole, like, Sharknado yeah, joke. I, I think that's worth revisiting, though, for a second, though, because that's, really that's a really good movie concept, I think. Nuclear oil spill or radioactive oil spill shark. Yeah, and then and then like it it like devours you know like the the oil spit it hits the water mm-hmm. in like near a reef yeah and like a shark's cruising around and the oil like overtakes the shark <gasps> and sort of absorbs it almost like a venom its like symbiote kinda yeah and overtakes it and assumes its form thus creating oil shark and then oil shark goes to like its next attack is an like an offshore rigging platform. Where it, it breaks all the the pumps. I don't know how it works. Oh, and and, and causes all the oil to seep. Yeah, and makes more and oil makes sharks. More oil sharks. Oh then man, we need to, to write this. Together, they become a sort of like oil bender uh, shark team, where they swim and like create a big whirlpool. But then it becomes like an oil spout. See, I, I was going the other way. That like. All of the like the waves of oil sharks would terrorize the nearby you know oceanside town for most of the movie, mm-hmm. and then when the plucky group of you know of heroes go to try and and, and hunt them down, yeah. um, at like the the sort of big climax is that all of the oil sharks form into one giant oil megalodon, oh. and and attack as one creature. Oh no! I know. I, what do we think? I think that, yeah, Oil Megalodon then wins the day, oils over, like, half of the continental United... I mean, not continental, the half of the... Pacific? The con- Pacific. Like, the contiguous United States. There you go. And then it's all the heroes, after they've lost someone, just enough to motivate them to continue to keep going and keep the audience interested. When, when, um, I gotta think of a good name, when Perry... You know, like gets gets uh, like he yeah. the the before the megalodon bit happens, mm-hmm. Perry. Okay, he uh uh like there's like one that's about to attack and like he like comes out of nowhere and like skewers it with like a harpoon mm-hmm. and yeah. then it, that, and there's a moment where like it falls into the water and like he looks back at the person he just saved and it's like ha, 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 whew, and then another one jumps yeah. out of the water and grabs him and takes him underwater and like in that split second everyone's like Perry no and then the megalodon happens and they're all like for Perry 
Yeah, I th- I'm I'm picturing like a right at the end. It's the megalodon like on the horizon, almost like season two of Stranger Things, and yeah. it's everyone standing there, and they just like like but and, and Perry's not there. There's a gap in the lineup, and they just all yeah. look at each other, and the you know leading hunky white man because it's a shitty sci-fi movie. C- c- yeah, of course. Jack Riggs says, "Now what?" And then it's credits, and then we get we get shark oil shark two. You, uh, 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 oil it was, it was BP's fault <laughs> or uh, Oil Shark 2 and that's about the intrigue of where the Oil Shark came from ooh yeah it starts off as like a prequel and then halfway through it picks yeah. up to present day yeah, yeah there you go what's BP stand for certainly there's a pun in there I have no idea actually what something I've never really been interested in finding out until right now British Petroleum oh there you that's go. very simple so, so like um, it'd be like Oil Shark Two, sponsored by Exxon Mobil. <laughs> God, so that they can dunk on BP because it's BP's fault. It's all BP's fault. All right, we have a script. Publishers, get at us. Buy an Oil get Shark. At I us. guess we will write this. Yeah, for you and your studio. If you want an Oil Shark, we're here. Fucking come get one. I'm not your dad. Oh, also, also TM, 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 TM. That's ours now. Oil Shark the movie, TM, Oil Shark 2, sponsored by Exxon Mobil, TM. Yes, both trademarked, so suck it. You have to go through us if you want to make these movies. Yeah, we will sell them. I I think that's how trademarks work. If not, it is now. (laughs) If you just proclaim TM, TM, TM. I don't know if it's like a a poor man's copyright there or, or something. We'll... We'll never find out. <laughs> we'll never find out. That's the best part of all of this. Moving on. All right, moving on, everyone. Uh, yes, get an oil shark. Get at us. We'll hook you up if you want one. You, you of course, need to have like you know a, a, a very large tank mm-hmm. of liquid fire, or I guess water. Water it would do. Live in water. Water would do. Maybe like a kiddie pool. Anyway, our next creature is known as a chaos beast. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah. This creature resembles a lion with dark, blackened fur, razor-sharp fangs, and an oversized paws that wield sharpened claws. They sort of look like they have the 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 spot pattern of like a leopard, or like a they've got like, like a know, the saber. Yeah, they got the saber-toothed tiger, like the big the big saber teeth, mm-hmm. and then sort of kind of a lion's mane. And yeah, it's real big. It's, like it's, no, big it's classified kind of. It's classified as a medium aberration. And it's chaotic and neutral. Huh. So it's just trying to do its thing. Chaos beast. I mean, yeah, it's a chaos beast. A beast of chaos is a creature that has been warped when the demonic forces of the abyss reach into the material plane. A beast of chaos vaguely resembles the animal it once was. Its skin and fur become leprous and patchy. Its color fades to a dull sheen. Its teeth become razor sharp and more pronounced. And its eyes turn to a bright golden yellow. Hmm. So a demon kitty. Well, this suggests to me that it could be kind of any kind of beast. Yeah, no, it could be. And this, this is, one, yeah, this I'd, one, the example is big kitty. Yeah, but it could be like we could have like chaos beast, the weird snake, or I want like like a chaos flamingo. Oh no 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 no! Anyway, uh, chaos beasts are amorphous. The Chaos Beast can move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing. Hold up. What? <laughs> yeah. 
I know. They could just squeeze through cracks. Now, I'm no expert. I'm just a very handsome businessman. But this thing looks like the type of thing that would have these things that we call bones. <laughs> yep, you'd think that. So either this thing has bones and it can just kind of smush them and glob them around like it's no big deal. It's like the it's like or, the, the the night bus from um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. You know, like that one part where like it, there's the two buses coming at it and it sort of does the squeeze. Yeah, or it can yeah, yeah. just turn itself into a tube. Into a tube. Like a, like an octopus. Like an octopus. But but octopi don't have bones. They don't. This thing looks like it got bones. It should. It should. Based on the way it's standing and the general structure of what I expect a big kitty to be like, it got bones. And it either just doesn't yeah. care or knows some, knows some weird chaos magic that I don't. I mean, it, it does. So I have bones. That's why it's a chaos beast. And I, do can, have and I can't do that. <laughs> I know you can't. <laughs> um, it is resistant to acid, necrotic slashing damage, and is immune to being blinded, charmed, deafened, exhausted, frightened, or prone. That's an odd combination of damage resistances. I know, right? Uh, and it also has something called Destabilize. A creature that touches the Chaos Beast or hits it with a melee attack within five feet of it must make a DC 15 con save or be poisoned for one minute. A creature poisoned in this way takes 21 or 66 necrotic damage at the start of each of its turns. It can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself uh on itself on a success if the creature saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it the creature is immune to the chaos's be uh, chaos beasts destabilized for the next 24 hours fuck so it's poisonous too well it's it's kind of poisonous poison poisonous in a necrotic way yeah what are like you? it sort of make it it sort of makes your body kind of break down what are you chaos beast a chaos beast oh. what would be the the silliest chaos beast I mean, I feel like you already said it with a flamingo, but I can try to a come flamingo? up with something else. I mean, like... Chaos flamingo l- like, sounds pretty awful to me. L- l- like a chaos chinchilla? Chaos chinchilla. See, I feel like that's reasonable, though. Like, you could still you could still handle that pretty well. Yeah. Like, you, you, just, you can just hit it with a hockey stick and you're done. <laughs> I'm going to go with, like, chaos rainbow trout. <laughs> Okay. Because, like, imagine you're fishing. Okay. And you're like, ooh, got a bite. You start reeling in or, or, or whatever. And then you're like, oh, nice. Wow, something's wrong with this fish. And then all of a sudden, it, it, as, it's, as it's slapping around, it just whacks you across the arm and your arm falls off. Yeah, it's, it starts breaking down and, and turns to uh, raisin. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad unsuspecting assassin trap An- another one would be like i mean just like a regular squirrel like you're just sitting in the park and it's like above you and it's just like <laughs> just sort of tweaking out and then it just sort of like dive bombs like arms spread out and just like falls on your head <laughs> and it's like and you're like ah, and then it makes your head shrivel up. Squirrel be bad, and then you be, you you become a shrunken head. Mm. Squirrel, you're like the 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 Goro, what Goron, Goros from the weird super uh, live action Super Mario Bros movie. I don't remember. It's been too long. 
the weird mushroom looking guys Goombas. from Mario. Goombas, yes, the Goombas. They have tiny little tiny little heads, but normal sized bodies. It's really weird. Yeah. See, yeah, squirrel squirrel seems worse than chinchilla because like squirrels are, are are crafty. They're dodgy. Yeah. What about what? a cat? But I mean, so is a chinchilla. It's just they're house pets usually. Just, so they just I, hang. Chinchilla doesn't frighten me though. Like a squirrel, I, I would. I'm like I I'm nervous about squirrels in real life. All right, let me let me try and make you nervous about this chaos chinchilla. <laughs> what a statement! All right, so. This this chinchilla starts freaking out on you. All right. Okay. Presumably because a demon entered our material plane somewhere in your own home, mm-hmm. and you know you had it out, you're petting it, and then like it, you know it's it's its fur starts falling out. Oh. Its teeth grow and sharpen. Oh. Its claws become razor sharp. Hell yeah. And you go, you go, I don't know what's going on. I need to put this back in its cage so I can take it to the vet and figure out what's what the fuck's happening. Uh-huh. And then it looks at you. Dead in the eye, shaking with hunger and anger and chaos uh-huh. and demonic energy. And then it starts walking towards the wall of the cage, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop when it gets there. Its body shrinks and narrows, and it goes through the bars of, 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 of the, the cage and continues towards you. Death in its eyes. Are you scared of the chinchilla now? I go and grab my hockey stick. Cool, you hit it. All right. And then it gets up again. No! And it keeps coming at I you. I hit it again. Yeah, but apparently if you make an attack with it, you got to make those con saves oh, and your body God. starts deteriorating. 12. You failed. No! You're, you're, so that's that's 21 necrotic damage right there. Your, your, your fingers are starting to shrivel. <laughs> exactly. Are you afraid of this chinchilla? Pumpkins, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, there we go. I accomplished it. Anyway, Chaos Beasts are awesome. Let us know if you want one. <laughs> because what's sad is that, like, you know, obviously once the, once the chaos is added to these beasts, people tend to not want them anymore, much like Griffin seems to not want this chinchilla. And they just need someone to love them, you know, for what they are. And and so we have a few that we're looking to just get into a home mm-hmm. with someone who doesn't, who, who's fine with necrotic damage, mm-hmm. is resistant to it, perhaps a Maybe lich like a of lich. some sort. I was going to say a lich, yeah. And just someone that can love bumpkins because bumpkins is kind of sad right now. Mm. Yeah. I don't blame you, Griffin. I know that it's kind of hard to handle a chaos beast when you, just, you are but man. I just wasn't expe- but when I you wasn't are ready. But, but when you are but bird in man flesh. Yeah. I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I know. You weren't ready, and it, that's fine. Would you say that we're ready for a ad break? Yeah, though? I think so. Let's go and listen to two of our sponsors. All right, we're going to go to our sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back, everyone. Everybody needs a friend sometimes. Some days that 9 to 5 just drags you down and you need somebody to help pick you back up. Some days you have to go to the store but leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible. Some days you just need someone to listen. And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your Instant Mister, and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. 
Instant Mister follows wherever you go and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, See you next time, pal, and the magical enchantment safely deflates your Instant Mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant Mister! Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant Mister! Tired of sleeping alone? Instant Mister. Instant Mister comes in many design options such as businessman, skater punk, frat guy, single father, guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song, doctor, woodsman, beer snob, underachiever, and more. Also, check out our celebrity options. You can style your Instant Mister after famous misters such as Ryan Reynolds, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. Call 1 800 Pet Shop to order your Instant Mister today. Or you can order online at petshopcast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant Mister, you've got a friend whenever. It's okay. Are you, you doing? Yeah, are you feeling yeah, better? Thanks now? for the cocoa. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I knew. Uh, I knew you like extra marshmallows, mm-hmm. so I got you some extra marshmallows. It's so weird. Like if you think about marshmallows, they're just like so weird. They are they're made of like cow it's, hoof. Yeah, they're, they're, but hey, they're so delicious. It's like sugar and and just animal leftovers. I mean, like if we're gonna have animal leftovers, might as well make them something delicious. I, am I, I right? Yes. Here's a good point. <laughs> Anyway, oh, okay. we're we're back, folks. Griff's feeling better. <sighs> I'm doing and we're okay. gonna talk about our next creature. I'm doing okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Shake it off. Do a little dance. We we got Make this. a little Make love. A little love. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. <laughs> Man, the things the thing I said that a lot as a child and had no idea of the, the sexual implications of that. Of get down tonight? Of of make, make a little, a little love. love and get down tonight, yeah. Yeah. Like that's just talking about about banging. Yeah. Full, full on about banging. Full on about banging. Up next, we have the spell parrot. A spell parrot. This I'm detecting a theme with today's day. Yeah? Today's day. With today's app. There we go. <laughs> What's just like animals? An, an animal that just something's off about it. Yeah. I mean that's again, we're we're trying to go simple with this tome of horrors. And just try to ease. There's an awful lot of in. horrors in there. Yeah. yeah. Spell parrot. This looks like just your kind of standard macaw parrot, but with a um, right. sort of a, a, a magical essence around it. A sheen, if you will. Yeah. The bird appears to be an entirely ordinary parrot. When it speaks, however, it utters the words of a magical spell. And arcane energy begins to swirl around it. So it's it's a little wizard bird. This concept is so good, by the way. Spell parrots are an exceedingly rare and unexplained phenomenon. They look, think, and act primarily like parrots, despite the high intelligence for the animal. No one knows why they are able to do what they do, though it is clear that the ability they possess is likely to be a burden... As it, as it is a boon to them. When spell parrots first hear and mimic a spellcaster, they rarely seem to understand or expect the results of their mimicry. 
older wild spell parrots usually have usually learned how to utilize their strange and unpredictable powers, but will rarely do so unless threatened. Spell parrots can be tamed as pets, but since they occur spontaneously, it is difficult to discover one young enough to socialize it properly. Careful training by someone with exceptional animal handling skills can result in a spell parrot that only mimics a spell at a signal from its humanoid handler. However, they can be cantankerous creatures and moody with questionable senses of humor, and even the best-trained spell parrot may choose to disobey its handler. Like mundane parrots, spell parrots often live a little longer than humans. Wait, really? Holy shit, I did not know that. There you go. Cool. And while they cannot become fluent in humanoid languages, they can memorize small vocabularies and engage in rudimentary verbal communication. Talking to a well-trained spell parrot is similar in clarity, depth, and grammar, and logic to communication with a small toddler. That's intense. So, yeah, you know how, like, in, 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 in UTP upon this plane, parrots are just, like, they can kind of remember words and, and kind of yeah. just and parrot them back to you? They can have pretty extensive vocabularies, yes. This one does that, but with magic. Yeah. The your your basic spell parrot, when hearing a cantrip or up to a fifth level spell that has a verbal component, it can attempt to mimic the casting of that spell. And the spell parrot ignores any somatic or material components of the spell. This is crazy. When it attempts to mimic it, so it seems like it seems like the higher potency of the spell, the harder it is for the spell parrot to cast it. That makes sense. That makes sense. But once the spell parrot mimics a spell, it forgets it. So it's like a one-off kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, the spell the spell parrot uses the original caster's like bonuses and and strengths Mm -hmm. and the spell must have a a valid target but otherwise literally aside from that it's just a parrot (laughs) it's just a normal parrot that somehow in its life learned how to copy spells hey like I'm here for it there are that's awesome there are also um, elder spell parrots which have the ability to mimic up to 8th level spells. Whoa. Which, for those uninitiated to the ins and outs of D&D spellcasting, is the second to highest level of spellcasting. Spellcasting caps out at ninth. So it can't cast, like, the Wish spell. Yeah, it, but... it can't cast Meteor Swarm. But it can cast Feeble Mind. Can it cast Finger of Death? Yeah, that's seven. <laughs> what about Power Word Kill? That's nine. So that's not Powered okay. stun, uh, however. Stun. Yeah. <laughs> this could absolutely be a thing if you keep your parrot around, you teach it, and you hone it, and you practice, and you just kind of have it on your shoulder at all times, and you get jumped by some goons, and they take away your book, and it's just like, well, it's like, oh, don't worry, everyone. I'll give you my money, but first, um, Sebastian, stun. And the and it just goes squack and and you stun it, dude. Uh, well, have you, Griffin, mm. my dear friend, That's me, um, seen the third Home Alone movie? No. When it's like got a different kid who's like home with chicken pox, what? and he got 
this like remote control car for like helping his neighbor lady nah. but that specific car got switched out with another one that has a valuable like microchip or something inside of it okay. that these bad guys want and so they track it to this kid but his mom is at work and he's at home with the chicken pox mm-hmm. and he's got a parrot a pet parrot okay. a parrot's very smart right that helps out with the antics throughout the movie of course Imagine that movie if it was a spell parrot instead. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like I think there's a point where like the 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 parrot in the movie sets off a bunch of like fireworks in an igloo. Oh, nice. Yeah, and like rides around on this like driving the remote control like has like the remote control on the car. Yeah. And so like stands on it and like drives <laughs> the car around. Like imagine if it just could you know fucking shoot like some witch bolts off or something yeah dude or just some fire bolts just some fire bolts just run around and be like get out of here get out of here get out of here get out of here or randomly perfect or or just by happenstance it casts a wall of fire (laughs) there you go no one's getting in i think if i saw a parrot cast a wall of fire around a house Mm -hmm. i'd be like i don't need the chip yeah i would leave i'm out of (laughs) here Forget that shit. I'm picturing that moment in Avatar The Last Airbender when they're trying to fake, uh, make it look like that Katara can earthbend. And the rock oh, lifts yeah, so up the, and Momo yeah. is, is there with his like arms up. It's like, <laughs> that lemur can earthbend. earthbend. I'm just picturing a parrot sitting on like a fence and it just extends its wings and goes, ah! And wall of fire. Well, it would it would actually say the arcane language is the thing, right, right, right. But with that parrot tone, because we have that we have that thing in our culture of like Polly with a cracker, bah! but instead it would be like black ignoctila and wall of fire, and then you would explode. Mm-hmm. Oh man, a parrot casting like like a, a what's the like the time release fireball or whatever? Oh yeah, delayed blast fireball. The delayed blast fireball. Yeah. No. It just like puts a little bead on the ground and stuff's like, oh, what's that? Beep. That straight and like, and like flies away yeah. and they're like, ooh, this is interesting. I wonder what. It's like a little gemstone. Oh no! That'd <laughs> be perfect. And then the entire house would burn down and there would be no more movie. Yeah, and and then the kid with chicken pox is caught inside, and mm-hmm. and then that's and then they cut the movie there in the second movie. Um, they bring Dwayne the Rock Johnson in to help fight the fire. I don't know. I'm <laughs> no. Well, I mean, there was that there was that movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson fought a building. What? <laughs> I, I joke. There's that oh. weird movie Skyscraper when it's just him trying to oh, get up a skyscraper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I, when we saw it, I was like, you guys ready to watch Dwayne the Rock Johnson fight a building? <laughs> it's a very man versus society moment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just fights a building. Just fights a whole building, you guys. Spell parrots. I don't know if spell parrots would make really good pets for wizards or really bad pets for wizards. I think really bad. Yeah, especially if it's as cantankerous as the description says. But yeah, you've got a, a bit of a surly spell parrot, mm-hmm. and you know, you're doing your wizard stuff. Yeah, and it's like. You know, you're you casting like you were trying to move some heavy, so you did like uh 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 what's the word? Tele- uh, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. That's a spell, right? Yeah. yeah. And you move some stuff around, but then your parrot's like <laughs> telekinesis, and then like <laughs> you float, and you're like 
Sebastian, put me down! <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Just, fl- just flying around your face. Icarus bird. Just flying around your face, bitch, bitch. Gah. It's like I will pluck you and eat you for dinner. That's when it casts power word kill, and that's when it casts power word kill because yeah, you it, it trained your parrot so well it has ascended to a new tier of spell parrot. Spell parrotum, and it can cast ninth levels. Arc spell and parrot, it, and then it wishes you away. <gasps> And wishes itself into your into an body. Aarakocra. Oh, I was gonna say, just Ooh. it makes itself an Aarakocra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's sentient. It becomes a real boy, and, and it just become it becomes a real boy. Yeah. And then that spirit, that spirit, sure, the spirit, that spirit becomes the antagonist for your next D and D campaign. Yeah. When the spirit of the wizard so, contacts you and says, yeah. My spell parrot Sebastian wished me out of my body. He's very yeah. cantankerous and charming. Don't trust him. Yeah, the dreaded necromancer, Sebastian the Heracocra. <laughs> Sebastian the Cantankerous? Yes, Sebastian the Cantankerous. That's pretty good. Yes, legends. Of the Aarakocra necromancer who was once but a lowly parrot and rose. Can you... Okay, no, I'm like seriously getting uh, a story here of a a necromantic spell parrot who like wished or true polymorphed itself into an Aarakocra and that Aarakocra then became a lich. Like... Oh my god. Right? True polymorphs only what seventh or eighth? No, right? true is nine. Or is that ninth? It's still it's nine. nine. It's it finds a way. Life finds a way. Yeah, I'm saying like Goldblum this, likes to say this breaks the rule of of the book, but that's where the, I'm fine that's where the best stories come from sometimes. Yeah. So what, it's, it, what what did you describe writing as? It's the you have to it's the, the it's, characters it's, that break the rules are the most uh, interesting. Yeah, you have to know the rules before you can break them. Yeah, there you go. Once you, it, oh, once you oh, define so, the rules of the world, then when those are suddenly broken, you go, wait, that shouldn't be possible. Why is this a thing? Now you're suddenly interested. S- Boom, story hooks. Sebastian broke the rule. Sebastian broke the fabric of space and time. And, and now he's a lich. <laughs> Sebastian the Cantankerous. TM. Oh, man. Getting a lot of good content. I'm really, really filling out the sheet for this one, for ideas. There we go. Yeah. I'm here for All it. Right. Um, that's about... That's about it. Are we ready to? Uh, yep. We ready to move on to our last creature of the day? I think so. Bye, Sebastian. Okay. This next creature is without a doubt the most harrowing of the day. <sighs> and I, of course, talking this is, about is this, is this the horror of the Tome of Horrors? I think this is the the horror of the the, the titular horror of the Tome of Horrors. Okay, I'm ready. I'm of course talking about the Killer Frog. <laughs> I know. Shudder with fear. This frog stands partially erect and has dark green. <laughs> Good. God. We were trying to make. <laughs> we were trying to make this seem scary, Griff. I know, and I was ready, but then you said the words: "This frog stands partially erect." <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Anyway, and has dark green skin fading to light on its underbelly. A trio of defensive horn-like protuberances jut upward from uh, one from its nose and each brow, very Triceratops-like. 
Yeah. And its smiling countenance reveals sharp fangs lining its entire gum line. <sighs> okay, so aside from the fact that it stands erect, partially. Um, yes. I, is this so? This is is this like a Tarasque level creature where it's just mountain stomping, city destroying, township eating monster? No, it's a small beast. I. <laughs> the killer frogs live, hunt, and mate partially erect. <laughs> And mate near swampy lands usually, but variants can be found in any moist or freshwater environment. Rabidly aggressive, these uh. tiny mi- oh, their tiny minds view almost everything as food. They hunt smaller mammals, reptiles, other amphibians, or giant-sized insects, and are rarely uh, satiated. Tell me about it. They. They typically avoid civilization, but it is not uncommon for villagers in the most uh, in the more remote areas to encounter one or more of the killer frogs, who are often responsible for missing dogs, livestock, or young children. Shit. <laughs> Halflings have a love-hate relationship with the amphibian. They consider frog legs to be a delicacy, while uh, the frogs share an equal taste for halfling legs. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, it's a, 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 a you know, Ugh. it's it's a killer frog. That's the best way to describe the thing. They're shitty little frogs that eat everything. I want to know, like, I, it says they're yeah they're responsible for like missing dogs and, and stuff like that. But how many? What do these things do to earn the title of killer frogs? Because they kill. I, well, yeah, but like. When you hear of, like, a killer beast, it's like a, you know, something predatorial that is actually a threat to humanity. Again, this looks like a thing I could beat away with a hockey stick. I mean, look, I'm just saying, they tend... Look, one of them, yeah, but if they roll in packs, that's a lot of frogs that can jump at you. Yeah, alright. They have a standing leap, yeah. A a frog's long jump is up to 15 feet, and its high jump is up to 10 feet. (laughs) So this thing fangs out, launching itself at your face. Three more going for your other other vital areas. You're down. You're down. I'm saying, since they kill halflings pretty frequently, they they steal dogs, livestock, and young children. Yeah, yeah, okay. They pose a threat. But also, I'd like to think that they actually got their name, like, where one of them was just, like, a really fucking rad dude. Yeah, like like King of the Killer like, Frogs like the, or Queen yeah, of the like, Killer like Frogs. The, like, the first one was, like, a really good, like, surfer or something. It's <laughs> like, oh, man, you're killer, son. It's like, are all of you guys like that? Man, you're some killer frogs. And then, and then an idea they, was awoken within them. Yeah, also, the tale of Princess and the Frog would be very different if this was the frog. Well, yeah. I don't think there'd be a story. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> okay. The the foolish princess trusts this this killer frog saying that he's a prince and then uh just uh, when the killer frog has her where where it wants her, it devours her. And it, it becomes more of an Aesop's fable than it becomes than it does more of a cautionary a tale. tale, yeah. Yeah, d- don't trust killer frogs <laughs> saying that that saying that they're princes. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just. I think that's a good. It's, I think it's a good allegory. It's a very specific allegory. Yes, yes, it is. 
If you just remember, kids, if you go into the swamp late at night and encounter a killer frog, be careful. They can't speak, but might convince you that they're a prince. Yeah, no, one of them's just got a fancy hat on. And you're like, oh, look at him. He must be a prince. And then you're like, all right, I'll kiss you. And then once you're face to face with it, and you're like, no, I should have listened. <laughs> and then and then you're devoured by this killer frog and like eight of his friends. God damn it. Eight of his closest friends make you their dinner. They are killer frogs. They are partially erect. They are partially They stand partially erect, yes. <laughs> Oh man, and they have claws. So oh. not only do they have razor sharp teeth, they also can 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 claw you. That sucks. Yeah. So now it's not just teeth, but it's also a, a four limbs worth of claws. They can just, just cling. Like a, it's, it's like a tiny little amphibious koala. You know how koalas oh. can sort of just drop down on you, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this is a frog, and it's more like, and it looks. Hey, that was pretty good. Let's spend the next five minutes just making frog sounds. Kind of, but I don't think we should. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that in our off hours. I do, I, I feel, yeah, that, that's our that's our downtime. Mm-hmm. That's when we're in our in our fun time yeah. after we're done recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sit around and just make killer. Just frog sit noises. in the break room with some with some yogurt and just make frog sounds. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. cool. Now, what what if Kermit the Frog were a killer frog? Ooh. I think he'd I don't be... think Miss Piggy would be married to him, but instead would be dinner. Yeah, this would be like a. I'm picturing like a, um, like a. Uh, this happens to Kermit, like like he he becomes a killer frog, like something happens to uh, him. It, he's 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 like a were frog. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like he's like he's like a were frog. At the turn of the full moon, <laughs> and it becomes this. Uh, you know, they cut away to like weeks later. And everyone is kind of dressed like, you know, like post-apocalyptic Fallout Rebel style. Yeah. And you know, Miss Biggie's got like a like a bandana tied around her head and has like I see like a skewer, like a like a grill skewer as a weapon. Yeah, I see this being like I, I saw there's this um on YouTube there is a fictional trailer for like a a horror version of Willy Wonka. Mm. Uh, the trailer starring Christopher Lloyd, which is very good. I suggest going and checking it out. But this is like it's like the Muppets, but like the horror twist. Kinda, yeah. Where where Kermit is like Jekyll and Hyde's out. It's the it's the Treehouse of Horror a, episode. Yeah, a la The Simpsons. And just and and works out like Fozzie Bear is like you know like at home alone practicing a stand up material mm-hmm. and like hears like some strange sounds coming from a window. Yeah, just like the claws. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And he goes to investigate, and he's like, oh, there's nothing. Oh, waka waka, there's nothing there. That was a mixture of Fozzie Bear and Kermit, I feel like, a little bit. That's good. It it started a little Kermit-y, but you got Fozzie by the second word, so. Oh, okay, cool. I I, I appreciate that. But then, yeah, uh, he closes the the window. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens, but then turns around, and Killer uh, Kermit is chilling there. And it's like, hey there. (laughs) Hey there, Fozzie. Um, I'm very sorry, but you're going to have to die now. And then, like, his teeth just, like, jet yes. out. Like, like, like and Fozzie's like, no! Waka waka! And then and it cuts then, away to just, like, a shadow. And you see, like, fuzz and, like, clumps of cotton oh, flying in, against the, the yeah. wall. The same window, like, Fozzie's, like, paw, like, hits the glass. Yeah. And, like, does, like, the, the bloody, like, drag mark. And then a yeah. crack of thunder. 
We're doing a lot. We're pitching a lot of movies today. I really like. I'm it. okay with that. It's it's. We have our own. We have sub themes, kind of within the themes. Yeah. yeah. Today is how many movie trailers can we come up with? I think it was at least three. At least three, and you know what? I'm totally on board with. Me it. too. Wait. TM. Ooh. TM. Yes. Well, it's the we're talking about the Muppets. We can't really TM that. Th- that's fair. We would really have to you know talk to the whole Henson mm-hmm. company and maybe come that. on as like consultants. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If we pitch them the idea, maybe they'll be into it. Yeah, maybe get, like, a producer spot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll send out some, some, some emails That'd be later, great. later this week. That'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Because we need another cool, side cool. hustle. Oh, always. Yeah. Our side That's... hustles at this point, it's like, a, it's like a D20, how many sides we have. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, the world is sort of, like, if you, like, want to stay afloat is based on gig economy anymore, so, like, yeah. like we we live in a big gig culture. It's true, it's true. Yeah. And we're just grabbing all the gigs we can. Mm-hmm. Partially erect. But anyway, yes, I don't want to say that we're partially erect, Griff. <laughs> it's okay, I'll say it for the both of us. Thanks. Anyway, that is killer frogs. They're deadly. They're kind of adorable. <laughs> I kind of think they're cute in a weird deadly way that I'll never in- approach one ever. <laughs> but if you're interested, let us know at PetShopCast.com. Yeah. Or at PetShopCast on Twitter. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's it for us. What? We did it, Chris. We did it. Hey, we, di- we did it. We did it. You know what I think we should do? What's that? I think since we, you know, we, we've spent so much time um, doing like movie ideas mm-hmm. that maybe we take us out like a movie trailer, eh? okay, okay. So like a like, and you know, starting off, starting off the standard, you know, in a world and ending with like. Well, a, we could do either. Th- well, yeah. I guess do we want this to be like big, like blockbuster, or do we want this to be like you know, like the charming sort of comedy where it's like this summer, mm, like a like a five hundred days of summer sort of flavor. Yeah, yeah, sort of uh, the 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 charming or like the intense. I think let's go charming. We've done intense before. Let's go. Ch- let's go charming. All right. All right, so so we we have our, our main end of end of show things we have to hit on, yeah, and then we have we have to do our catchphrase at the very end. Ooh, this is gonna be tricky, I think. Actually, it's gonna be tricky, but I think we may need multiple takes. Okay, but um, we'll see if we can do it in one. Shall oh, yeah, we? Yeah, let's cut it. Like, maybe cut it together. Okay. Do 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 do. July third, twenty twenty. Join two friends. Hey everyone, I'm Zach. <laughs> oh Zach, you're so great. It's me, Griffin. Absolutely, we run this show. These boys like to hang out with animals. Oh, Sebastian, you're such a cad. Wait, Sebastian, no! Ah! Their pet shop was legendary. I can't believe that we have this pet shop that we run ourselves. Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) This summer, join... Zach Rob. That's me, Zach Rob. I like animals. Griffin Cold Iron. <laughs> That's great, Zach. I like animals too. I'm partially erect. In in association with Ghostlight oh. Me- <laughs> In association with Ghostlight Media. Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Releasing. When's the next when's our actual release date? July 8th, 2020. I'm 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 Griffin Coldiron. 
And I'm Zach. <laughs> and just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. <laughs> it's all about love. I broke Zach. Oh, uh, no. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 43 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the phenomenal people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Connor, Zan, and Christina for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, stay safe, take care of each other, and remember, much like killer frogs, we're stronger together. Take care, y'all. This is a ghost-like media production.